0: Because that actually is the essence of hip-hop, right? Hip-hop is really playing everything, but in a certain style and in a certain way. I just think he's so in touch with that. You know how it is, whenever somebody's really good at something, you can take it for granted.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Accolades Conversation Series, in which I talk to some of my favorite artists about who or what they would recommend me checking out. Make sure to subscribe to our channel or hit the like button. This week, I'm talking to Shad, a Canadian rapper and broadcaster. He has released 7 full-length studio albums since 2005. Five of his albums have been shortlisted for the Polaris Music Prize, and he won a Juno Award for Rap Recording of the Year in 2011. In 2013, CBC Music named Shad the second greatest Canadian rapper of all time. Shad hosted Q on CBC Radio 1 from 2015 to 2016 and he hosts the International Emmy and Peabody award-winning documentary series Hip-Hop Evolution on HBO Canada and Netflix. I spoke to Share about fellow Canadian rapper Chaos, spelled with a lowercase k, intended to be less aggressive than the pseudonyms of other rappers whose names were all uppercase, such as K-R-S-1. It is an acronym for knowledge of self, Chaos Music incorporates a wide range of music genres, including rap, funk, rock, and reggae. The lyrics frequently focus on promoting a positive message, while at times expressing criticism of mainstream hip-hop culture's obsession with money, fame, and glorification of violence. A musician as well as producer, Chaos has written and produced nearly every part of his four albums. Chaos usually performs with live bands, which is traditionally uncommon in the hip-hop genre. He sometimes plays guitar and keyboard, both during live performances and in studio. If you are into my illustrations, this accolade series started as the illustration book, which you can still get on our website, CrateRecords.be. This is what Chad had to say about Chaos. I got so much respect for the way you handled those those hip-hop evolution uh, documentaries as well. Those oh were, thanks, like, that, was, that was super like fun. for seeing so many hip hop documentaries in my life. That, yeah. that range and being that being on Netflix and the way it was mm-hmm. is uh, is I mean it's it's a perfect document for you know like for people who don't know Thank anything you. about hip hop to check as well. So it's uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad um we only thought we'd make the, the first season, like about the origins, you know, but uh to get to make more was really cool, and I, I do think it's it has this place as like an overview, you know what I mean? Like you said, for people people that love hip hop, but also for people that don't know hip hop, it's like there's like an overview. There's obviously we can't cover everything, we don't, have, you know, but like you want to know a little bit about Houston, like this is the basics, right? Like this mm-hmm. is the basics. Um, it was super fun.
1: And is it something that is going to be continued, or is it a is it? More- no, I. I'm-
0: I don't think so. I think it's over. Like okay. Netflix hasn't asked for more, um, and I think if we were to pick it up again, we would need some time, anyways. Like the sh- the series ends around the mid two thousands, so mm-hmm. yeah, you can't necessarily say too much about after that yet.
1: I think it's a hip hop fan in me that just wants more, right? It's like a, yeah, remember yeah. remember in the early two thousands there's beef documentaries. Yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah, first, yeah. The first couple were very interesting, and then they started yeah. going into like really weird territory. But it was like I kind of wanted to keep on keep keep them on going because it's like you know it's just no. interesting to check out. So it's a, uh, but no, it's a. Yeah. It, it was it was dope to see. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. Let's, let's start. Like I uh, like the question yeah. that I normally ask is uh, you know who do you want to give accolades to and why?
0: So I I want to give accolades to Chaos, my fellow Canadian hip hop artist and uh and so you know i want to i want to shout him out because i guess first and foremost just the, the the caliber of his music because he's so good at what he does that i think people don't appreciate how difficult it is to do what he does and what i mean specifically is fusing different genres with hip-hop is something like a thousand people fail at every day. You know what I mean? We all know what that sounds like when people don't get it right. And it happens 99% of the time, you know? There's people failing at it right now, for sure, everywhere. But he does it so easily that, you know, in in Canada especially, I think we actually just take it for granted, you know? not just fusing, let's say, one genre with hip-hop. You know, there's some artists that really sort of focus on fusing punk and hip-hop or fusing folk and hip-hop. It's like, he actually has done it all. He has songs that are folk and hip-hop. He has songs that are, like, post-disco and hip-hop. He has songs that are new wave and hip-hop. Like, he can do it all. And so, and, and I think what that requires is actually have to be so rooted in hip hop to do that well. Cause that actually is the essence of hip hop, right? Hip hop is really playing everything, but in a certain style and in a certain way. I just think he's so in touch with that. You know how it is? Whenever somebody's really good at something, you can take it for granted. It's just they just do it. Yeah, I can give some I can give some examples. So, you know, some of his his biggest hit songs, Man I Used to Be, the easiest comparison would be Michael Jackson. It sounds very much like the thriller era. Michael Jackson, and he delivers it with that same excitement that that music has, but also it's hip-hop. It still feels like hip-hop. Another one of his uh, big hit songs was Crab Bucket, that I think is built on a Cure sample, and and it has this sort of like strep to it, um, almost like s- sophisticated pop kind of sound, but it's also hip-hop. Crucial is like sort of like a reggae influenced kind of um punk also like sort of feels like the police but it's also hip-hop you know so and they're great pop songs and and when they come on you're like yeah this song is dope and i think because it sounds so intuitive and sounds so dope you can not realize how hard it is to do that like that is not easy and in fact i go as far as to say i don't think anybody does it as well as he does. And that, that includes the greats. That includes the CeeLo Greens and, you know, all those people that have managed to kind of use hip-hop with other things. And, and especially now, that's just what hip-hop is. You know, it's melodic, it's singing, it's all this stuff, but it's still not... To me, he's 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 still the best at it. Is he in Canada, uh, like, a household name? In Canada, he would be a household name, like, among music fans, because he has made huge hit songs, So I I would say he's kind of in that realm. But I would say in Canada, within that realm of like, oh, yeah, everybody knows his songs. It's like, I still don't think he gets his craps. Again, in terms of like the degree of difficulty, I still don't think he gets. I mean, he's had some pretty big singles recently. But I think some of his biggest hits were sort of mid 2000s, and early 2010s. So at a point, in hip-hop where pre-Kanye and like early Kanye so you know still at a time where like there wasn't quite as much experimentation in hip-hop obviously there was experimentation before there was you know golden era there's like an explosion of styles but then I would say you know through the later 90s and stuff hip-hop started to be in my view almost like there was two categories it was basically mainstream and underground you know you could basically classify it like that and to me he really stood out in the landscape of that didn't defy the genre it's very much hip-hop but just kind of collapsed the boundaries to me and brought in so many different influences i don't think anybody during that time was bringing in that many influences like there were artists like gym class heroes but that was very much like pop punk and hip-hop and they lived at that sort of spot you know but I can't think of anybody else and the neo soul movement that was very like soul and hip-hop and jazz and hip-hop but to me he stands out as someone that was like everything and hip-hop during that time Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody else was really doing that
1: and is there like a certain like because you name his hits but what are the what are the go-to songs specifically check that one out
0: (laughs) yeah I would say you gotta check out "Man I Used To Be I would say you have to check out there's a song called black ice on hymns for disco uh, I'm kind of jumping through the years through his catalog so we kind of like get a little get a little sample and then I would say and this isn't just to plug me but there's a song that I, I'm on of his called "Boys to men and the reason why I say you should check that one out is because man I used to be is the one I says like thriller era Michael Jackson as well as hip hop and then Black Ice is like disco and hip-hop and then Voice to Men, which I think he produced, is like a hard rhythm beat basically. So you get a sense of like this guy really is hip-hop and he understands how it's supposed to feel, you know?
1: What is the current state of hip-hop in, in Canada like right now? Is it you know like in a good place or, or how, how do you see that?
0: Yeah, I think hip-hop in Canada is the, the best it's ever been in the sense that there's just more artists doing different things. Mm-hmm. I think for a long time, hip-hop in Canada struggled because there was just few avenues for the music. Like the industry here just never really believed in it and so few artists got a chance to break out and be heard but now the industry just doesn't hold as much power like there's just the internet and there's all these avenues right so because of that there's just new artists popping up all the time that are dope and that are doing different things and so i think it's i think it's better than ever
1: it's not like the logic thing that you uh, would think like uh, everybody wants to be a drake wannabe or whatever like it's not yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> there's definitely a, a lot of that, but um, there's a lot of that. But there's also just like a big range. Like there's um, there's artists like Haviah Mighty and Toby, and like the whole cl- sort of movement of Snotty Nose Res Kids. Like there's really dope Indigenous hip hop. There's really dope movement of like soulful, conscious hip hop as well. And then of course there's all the people emulating Drake. Um, And then there's people on some other waves that Drake is emulating, actually, you know? I think it's better than it's ever been just because those barriers to getting in the, getting heard aren't there anymore. And, you know, I also think part of it, in credit to Drake, artists that are coming up now, they also don't see a ceiling for themselves like they used to. I think they're like, yo, let's go. Let's go take over the world. That's been a positive thing, too. People are, like, just taking it to the fullest extent
1: as being a, a hip-hop fan as well. I see you at all those interviews with all those huge guys that you, you that you talk to. I don't know if it's an easy question to answer. But was there yeah. somebody that you are like, oh, shit, I really look forward to talking to him? And the second part of the question could be, is there somebody that surprised you?
0: The director always says that the only interview where I was nervous and I would agree with this was q 2 And it was because I was surprised at how I felt in front of him. I prepared. Obviously for every interview and I prepare for that one, but suddenly when I was in front of him I was like wow, I actually owe this guy. It was this feeling of like not just I'm a fan But like I owe this guy a lot this guy Along with others started the thing that I'm a part of you know, what I mean and so that my whole career and the best experiences of my life are because he started something and I wasn't prepared for that feeling. But there were so many, you know, cause KRS-One is another one that when I think of a rapper in the dictionary, it's like, just put his picture. That's basically, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's basically KRS-One. If I had to explain it to somebody in one word, what a rapper is, it's just KRS-One basically, <laughs> you know? Him in an interview is more entertaining than 90% of rappers. Like, he's that charismatic.
1: I'm making a reference to the beef documentaries. I remember, like, him explaining... If if I think of those documentaries, I think of him explaining that beef that they had with Marley Marlin and... Uh, yeah. You know, so it's... That's a thing that my, my mind immediately goes to as well, so... I can see that. And were there any surprises that you were like, oh, holy shit, that was kind of insane or
0: whatever, or...? There were so many, almost too many to remember. I'll, I'll say this, like, um... The coolest thing for me was, um seeing how much of a fan of other artists these artists are. So Buster Rhymes, for example, he talked to us for like three hours. Anybody you brought up, he would just go on a diatribe about how amazing they are. And he told us at one point that when he was coming up, he would buy four of every release that came out. Holy shit. Every release that came out, he'd buy four copies of the cassette. He, he said he'd have one for his car, one for his house, one for his collection and one to give away and so like that's how much of a fan he is so you know that was cool or like um exhibit was another one that i think especially because his career has gone into like television and film and everything like that it's like the chance to talk about hip-hop that's where he began that's what he's you know so he was amazing snoop same way like snoop was just giving props to like everybody and you could tell he was just like a fan again and just loved to talk about hip-hop. So those are, those are some surprises that like stood out for me and that I definitely took away with me. There were so many that were like that. CeeLo was like that too. He, you know, he just wanted to talk about hip-hop.
1: Cool, man, and so, uh, but, but you're not working on any television or stuff like that anymore?
0: No, no, not right now. Well, there's, there's different projects, but nothing, um, nothing in hip-hop um, that I'm working on right now. Yeah, there's a couple things I've been like brought in to consult on some like docs about like Canadian history, black Canadian history and things like that. But um, nothing on the hip hop tip for right now. I think we'd all like to make more hip hop evolution at some point. Like Mm -hmm. if we got the chance, like I was saying, with a little bit more distance because our show ended around the mid 2000s. It's like with a bit of time, it'd be fun to pick it up again and say, okay. Let's talk about maybe, you know, the Drakes and the J. Coles and, you know, yeah. but those those artists are still yeah, yeah going.
1: I want to thank Shad once again for this conversation. Next week, I'm going to be talking to Zach from Crack Cloud about his love for Gene Clark. Thanks for listening.